Welcome everyone to this week's edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk here on CKCC Radio, the home of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk and other great shows. I am your host, Chris O'Mealy. As always, I am joined by Dan Peck. Mm, how you doing now? Who will not vary up the quotes from Letterkenny, so. But that's okay, because that's a great show. Uh, Glenn is off again this week. He is busy with work and with family visiting. So we have brought on a special guest. You know him as Destroyer Moyer, the man from the West Coast who attended TakeOver Portland. He is Randy Moyer. How y'all doing? Um, By the way, my daughter absolutely loved it and... We both had dueling chants during the night because we both absolutely had differing opinions on at least one match. <laughs> but enough uh, of that shit. That's a Patreon content. We'll get to that, though. But I do have to ask, how old is your daughter? Uh, she's 11. And, and is she actually... Well, I was going to ask, is she actually a wrestling fan? Well, her grandpa, I know, like, watches it, and then me and my ex used to watch it, and then I've been slowly starting to spoon-feed her into it, and um, I'm going to probably uh, blow a spot here, and I don't care, but her favorite wrestler right now is Kenny Olivia. Well, that's a thing. Well, I mean, and that's one of the other things that we kind of differ on, is the fact that she likes Omega and I don't. Eh, it is what it is, though. Hey, you know what? I consider any 11-year-old kid watching wrestling with her dad a win. So, I Yeah, then also considering that a lot of the fans are not girls. I mean, that's definitely another thing, though, too. You know, Wrestling so has a distinctive actually... lack of female fans. I mean, they've got, they've got lots of them, but a couple that I've known personally have been almost psychotic with their obsession, and thus I didn't really want to talk to them about it uh there's a couple though that i'm really big on my friend megan's a uh, big wrestling fan my friend renee's a wrestling fan uh they are they're tolerable um others and i won't mention names have not been but it again it is what it is and it's a comes with the territory but yes this is the uh the ultimate club kayfabe wrestle talk show this is the free show everybody gets to hear on ckcc radio matter how you're listening, on Podbean or the iTunes, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at CKCC Radio. Other great shows you can check out, Real Paranormal Talk with Jeff Trelowitz. You can check out the entire backlog of J. Bunny's Music Hub being archived one episode a week. And I've got the next episode ready to go. We'll get that uploaded over the weekend. <laughs> First Monday of every month is Motivational News with Adrian Cotton. Get you ready for that month and of course the stupid sexy podcast where me and Dan review every Simpsons ever two episodes of that already streaming I'd like to give a shout out to Mark Adams of Mark Reviews blog our resident blogger to Brian Beinman of Beinman Art all of his new pieces coming out and to Heather Quinn for her cosplay slash modeling photos all of which will be featured on CKCC radio and of course check out our partner shows including Blake and Sal celebrating over 300 episodes now Cinefan with Jeff Trelowitz, his other show, Race Nerd Podcast with Matt Hardman, 
and I'm sure he's got a lot to talk about after that horrific Ryan Newman crash in the last lap of the Daytona 500. Thankfully, he is okay. But that was a very scary crash for anybody who saw that. He is stable, I believe. He's, he's going actu- to be okay. He's actually out of the hospital now, so that's that's the yeah. best best news there. He... As a fan, I'm always taken back to um, I'm always kind of taken back to the 2001 2001 Daytona because I mean yeah. I grew up a Dale Earnhardt fan and. I mean, I will never forget that Daytona 500 because of the fact of it being announced that he died at that rate. I don't think anybody will forget it. And it's like the worst thing ever because Michael Waltrip won, who's like his best friend. And he has to he had to deal with that with his big and win. Then, and then he had young Kevin Harvick who had to go and uh, take over the three car in the uh, opposite paint scheme, uh, 29. And I wouldn't even know how to feel if I was him taking over the RCR car like that. I do not know. It's uh, it, it was a very hard Daytona 500 to get through. It was on my mom's birthday, which made it worse. Because we were all NASCAR fans, and I just remember uh, <clears throat> that was the last day of my NASCAR fandom. I never really watched after that. It just couldn't. I yeah, had... I couldn't either. I attended the race at Dover. It was the first one after 9-11, where the lap three was also in honor of the victims of 9-11. But that 2001 was my last year as a race fan, and that's very sad. But So yeah, I'm sure Matt will have plenty to talk about on that episode. You can check that out. And of course, if you like music, wrestling themes, and guys from Canada, there's always Mark Jabroni, CHMR's Ring Rust. And I know his... His thing is he always thinks I'm going to forget him. I didn't forget you, Mark. And he is a Mark. Before we get to the news this week, we'd like to answer last week's trivia question and give you a new one to ponder. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? I just watched some of that over the weekend, too. Uh, So the youngest wrestler to be WCW World Champion was 23 years old, and it was The Giant. I was thinking something along those lines, yeah. I thought Candido for some reason. I don't think Candido was ever world champ in WCW, though. That's the only thing. He's the youngest NWA world champion. Yeah, yeah. But Which that was... was after WCW had split off from them as well. That, so so it's a good, it was a good guess. Definitely a good guess. Unfortunately, it was the wrong, the wrong track. The wrong track. Uh, What's our trivia question this week, Daniel? CMLL Heavyweight Championship has been around since 1991, yet has only had this many champions. Ah, so it's not going to be a lot. I remember this title's been around for 29 years. A wrestling championship for 29 years, and we are... Used to three to four champions a year. It's, and yeah, remember, 20 years ago, we were used to eight to ten a year. The The worst stat I ever heard was in one calendar year, WCW had as many world title changes as the NWA had had in its entire inception at that point. And I just remember when I read that stat, I was like, well, that explains why nobody gave a shit anymore. So or you could be like Edge, you would win a title, win the title at the pay per view, lose the next, win the title back, and he was like 
He went from being a zero-time champion to 11-time champion in a period of two and a half years. Yeah. Uh, Hot-shotting is never a good idea. I mean, on occasion, it works. There there are appropriate times when your champ is a short-term champ, but you can't have that many short-term champions. But I think I think most people would agree with that. Randy, would you agree with that? In regards to hot-shotting, I mean, that's one of the things that kind of killed everybody during the Monday Night Wars because eventually at some point in time, you cannot do anything else and keep pushing the envelope. And I think that was ultimately what drove WCW out of business. Yeah. I would agree. I thought it was because a company bought them and didn't want to be in wrestling. (laughs) Well, it's been well documented that that was definitely going to be the... uh, It's been well documented hot shotting sped up the decline because they did the hard numbers. Could you imagine that if that didn't happen and Ted Turner just let that money keep... Let that company keep sinking money out. Like WCW would still exist. Yeah, they just didn't care. Actually, WCW could have still existed. It's just that they didn't have a TV deal anymore. They could have still ran the company, but just weren't interested in it anymore. I'll buy that. Also had the problem that TNA had for a bit. And, it goes, and I'm glad this is no longer a problem that they have, is that so many of their wrestlers didn't work for the company. They worked for the television station. Yep. Yep. The top guys had Turner contracts, not WCW contracts. That was a huge problem. And there was that, the, TNA had that issue in the uh, Spike TV days, because they would be like, Hey, if you want us to do better than a one, let us hire this guy. Help us pay him. And they'd be like, sure. Well, I think... Back when TNA got a one and it was fucking awful. And now if TNA got a one, they'd be like... The world again. If TNA got a one, they would be beating... (laughs) They would be beating Dynamite and NXT. So... But... It's been well established that the uh, ratings game, as people keep playing, is not a uh, not really the accurate way of measuring anymore. But we already discussed that on a previous episode. It's about hashtags. It kind of is hashtags. Hashtags. It's about what's trending, and if you think about what's trending on Twitter, it's always wrestling. They make it so. So I, I give them. And those them weird times when like. Argent, all of Argentina is watching some movie. <laughs> it's trending number one worldwide because an entire country is watching it at the same time. Uh, Hell is Encino Man trending. Oh, because it's the one thing on Argentinian TV today. There you go. All right. We got some news to discuss in the dryer sheets. First, out the gate... The reason Sasha Banks has been off television, there was a lot of speculation it was injury. Apparently, that is not the case. She has been off TV because she has been filming scenes for The Mandalorian Season 2. And that is freaking awesome. She's a major character because the first season was people were in for one and done, unless you were like one of three people. Well... 
right? There's a rumor mill, and this is probably false, but there's a rumor mill that she's going to be playing Ahsoka Tano. She got cast to be the live-action Ahsoka Tano. And I'm going to go ahead and say that is, like, 90% probably false. I have no idea who that is, so... Ahsoka uh, Tano is... Because uh, I've been watching the Clone Wars TV series, which is awesome, by the way. But you have to watch it in the right order. Could you, you kindly spell it for me, please? Ahsoka? A-H-S-O-K-A... And then Tano is T-A-N-O. Yes, she is the... Okay, that, like, the one character you know from that show. Yes, she's Anakin... the one you see pictures of. She's Anakin's Padawan. She's assigned to him, and uh, right now, I don't know the Clone Wars that well, because this is only my first time watching it, but I know she's, uh, she grows up a lot as a character. Right now, she's kind of in the whiny phase, but it's really satisfying when she comes up with a plan and Anakin kind of kind of snaps at her and he's just like, uh, no, we're going with my plan. And then her plan ends up working and he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, we should have gone with my plan. By the way, the battle droids in Clone Wars are friggin' hysterical and I don't understand why they couldn't be that funny in the prequel movies. They are so They're damn funny. They're awesome with lines like Roger Roger and... And, uh... Coruscant, um, uh, yeah, that doesn't, doesn't compute. compute. You're under arrest. They are so hysterical yes. in this show. <laughs> I would recommend it. But yeah, Mandalorian is still the best Star Wars TV show. And if Sasha... You see your plan this character. Two, the face, face is pretty good. It's possible, but I'm gonna... Until I hear more information... Um, I mean, she's got the she's got the blue hair, so she can easily just be an alien. So they're gonna say, they're gonna say that she... That, this character survived. Well, I know, she, I know she does because she's in Rebels. Okay. So I know she survives Order sixty six. I don't know how, because I'm not there yet. But we will. We all will those get cartoons are something I want to watch. But it's like, where do they all fit? And they don't even fit. Well, you know what I mean, like. Well, Clone Wars is easy. It's between episodes two and three. Okay, that that's Ashley an easy one. Eckstein is the voice of her in everything. Yes, I have met her. Well, not met her. I saw her at the Star Wars parade at in Disney. She was one of the people on the float. Her, Peter Mayhew. There's a couple of peoples, but uh, Jeremy Bullock, who was Boba Fett. But yes, uh, I, I'm looking forward to Mando Season 2, regardless of whether or not my favorite female wrestler's in it. Because Mandalorian Season 1 was freaking awesome! She's going to do something, and she's going to be there a lot, because she's missed a lot of Raws, which meant she's been busy the whole week yeah. for a while. Yeah. Randy, do you have Disney Plus, and have you seen The Mandalorian? This is the way. <laughs> That was the best answer. The way. You have to watch the Mandalorian. Mando. It was either I have spoken. Yeah, I was hoping it was good. That was the other line I would have been with. Do the magic hand thing. Do the magic hand thing. Yeah, I finally convinced one of my coworkers after talk, raving about it. He finally signed up and did the free trial and started watching the Mandalorian. He's like, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" I'm like, "Dude, we told you. We freaking told you." 
Yes, that will be good stuff. And Gina Carano was really awesome in it, too. Yes. Yes, my favorite new character. Cara Dune. Gina Carano. Cara Dune. I mean, there really weren't any bad characters. Even fucking Bill Burr came in and fucking stole it for an episode. Oh, maybe he's a Gungan under there. Is that why you still don't want to take off the helmet? And once again, Carl Weathers, R.I.P. to another character. Or did he really die? Uh, we don't know. I just know Carl Weathers has a thing for dying in, like, everything he does. I mean, he died in Happy Gilmore, and he died in Rocky, and he died in The Predator. Yeah, well. Everyone died besides Arnold in The Predator, so. But I also ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> exactly. So, here's something interesting that's happening right now. Vicky Guerrero appeared on an episode of AEW Dark. Good for her. Yeah, that was a while ago. Well, she did, like, guest commentary, like, several months ago. Well, WWE has a problem with this. And now, they were banning her from featuring any of their superstars on her podcast. Yeah. Uh, it was like they were in town, they had her as a guest, and now Vince is pissed. Because that's Vince McMahon. Uh, I get it, but eh, podcasts are independent, so I also kind of meh. Whatever. I mean, I know that they did, they're doing that to Jericho, which is why he's only had AEW people or like non-wrestling people. They just did an episode of Ric Flair, but I guess Ric Flair isn't like... He's not signed there. He's just... No, he's not signed with them. He's just... He just does whatever he wants. I mean, I get it for the business perspective, but like I said, it's... uh, I do think it's one of those... Like, if Lillian Garcia has... Because she's always having WWE people on. If she has AEW people on, are they going to, like, go after her next? You know, it's one of those things. Yep. I don't know. I don't agree with it. If if you're running a podcast independently, I think that uh, the company should. It would be like if if my job tried to step in and tell me that they came in. They're like, oh well, if like Glenn started working for a rival company to my company, and they're just like, well, he you guys can't do a podcast anymore. Like that would never happen. But this is when you're famous and. Wrestling is the most petty business ever. I love it to death, but it is the most petty business ever. Any, in any, any capacity that I've dealt with it. And I'll get to deal with it a week from tomorrow on Leap Day when I call GSW one more time with Chris Decker. And that's going to be really fun. I just hope he lets me talk. Because Decker's a talker. First time doing commentary. Hey, you guys know Kane? Not that Kane. Velasquez. It's gotta be. It's gotta be Kane. His knee is now at 100%. So he should be back in time to do something at WrestleMania. They still want him at Mania. Uh, all right. Now they're not going to get Tyson Fury because he's either... I don't know when his next fight is, but it's soon. And it's either right after it or right before it. Well, I mean, they had to it's give... It's tomorrow, I thought. Okay. 
Well, it's like the Hager thing. Like, I've seen to... a lot of stuff about it, like a lot of videos and stuff talking about him and Deontay. And I was like, that's got to be soon, which means he could be in mode or completely fucked up and unable to do WrestleMania. If like it's they... tomorrow, then there's a chance he could recover in time for a mania. Yeah. Well, it's like the Jake Hager thing. He's uh, he's finally going to be clear enough to wrestle at AEW's pay-per-view. Because they have not even been letting him get physical, practically. Well, that was this thing, is he's only allowed to do anything if he's not training, not in training for a fight. Correct. Which so, is why I really like that Dustin call-out that he did, where he's like, you just gotta keep collecting a paycheck. <laughs> and I was like, Haha, that's awesome. So, stuff like that makes me laugh. But he's gonna murder him next weekend while you're <laughs> somewhere else calling other people's matches. Uh, Tyler is going to murder Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> yeah. Tyler Bate injured. Current timetable unknown. Injury unknown. Just that he did an indie show and he was in a tag match and he's not okay. He is not okay. Uh, but Foxy is. She has just celebrated six months sober. After her for quiet her. retirement. Well, that can be a very hard thing to do for people in that capacity. So... I give her a lot of credit. She kind of, it's, you know, it depends what it takes, right? For you to turn things around and apparently losing her livelihood. See, I wasn't, in recent years, I wasn't really much of a drinker anymore. But this year, I specifically decided I was going to go the whole year without any alcohol. And because I'm not a drinker anymore, I have no craving for it or anything like that. So it's not like it was something hard to give up. But I know people who've been in those shoes were like, they they almost not I mean I don't know I've never known a pure alcoholic before, but I know people who like they really can't function well if uh they like they can't just go out and not have a drink. So it's a uh, so good for her, exactly. Uh in Matt Hardy news, he is bringing the Woken character back. Broken, Woken, whatever you want to call it. For however much longer he has. Pretty much until they're ready to unleash Edge on Orton. Basically, yeah. Well, it'll make sense because it'll give Matt a program with Randall. And it'll make it interesting. People already want to cheer for a broken Matt Hardy, so... And uh, if he does decide... The broken character is his own creation, so if he does decide to go to AEW... He can take it with him. The Dark Order? The Woken Order. Alright, if they become the Broken Order, I'd watch the hell out of that. Delightful! Yes! Uh, Oh, question about the Dark Order. Do we know who any of the Creepers are? Are they just, like, local guys that they bring in? I'm guessing it's just local guys and... and Because uh, there's always a different... not busy at the time. It's always a different number of creepers, and there, some of them sometimes have, like, the full body stuff on, which makes me think that they've got ink that they're specifically covering, so you can't tell who they are. One of those situations. Put, put black tape over the, Italian, the Italy tattoo. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Genuinely curious about that. 
Uh, next rumored name to the Hall of Fame. Again, we haven't been getting any other confirmations here. But JBL is the next rumored name to go in. And I kind of feel like that's a little overdue, to be honest. This boy, I mean, he's been done for over 10 years, right? Yeah, he should have got... I feel like he should have already gone in. But that's good, because he definitely deserves it. And it'll be... He'll give a fun speech. He, uh, He gave a great induction speech for Ron Simmons, and I was there for that one. So maybe Ron will induct him. Imagine he would. Well, I mean, uh, Hulk Hogan got to induct Jimmy Hart, so you never know who they're gonna they're gonna bring in. Didn't he also? Did Hogan induct Mean Gene? Oh no, uh, King inducted Jimmy Hart. Hogan inducted Mean Gene. Oh, but Mean Gene did if it not wasn't induct for Hogan. King. Jimmy Hart wouldn't have been in wrestling, right? The Gentries. Good old Jimmy Hart. Or it wasn't for Jimmy Hart. King wouldn't be in wrestling. Sorry. Well, yes, I'm still was, holding yeah. out my I'm still holding out my whole thing that a bulldog will finally get in, and all those internet petitions can die, can die the death they have needed to die. Welcome to die. Next chickens. <laughs> uh, last piece of e news. WWE is still interested in buying a Japanese company so they can do a performance center in Japan and have a bigger Japanese presence. Which company will it be? Just keep going to companies and being like, how about this much money? Yeah. What will it take to sell? And they're like, no. And we're like, but we want your dojo and your stuff. (laughs) We want all your stuff. Give it to us. For uh, you AEW fans out there, if you were looking to collect action figures of your favorite AEW superstars, they will be available this fall. So finally, you can play with your Young Bucks at home. Look pretty good, so... That was a good deal. I would be all about a Lucha Brothers double pack. Bring on the Lucha Brothers. Cero miedo. I hope the Marco stunt figure is super tiny. Gotta be smaller than the regular figure. <laughs> it's gonna be so small. So what's this about Samoa Joe? Yeah, I'm here. Right now? Wait, what? Just He's now? What? He's what? I was picking it up somewhere that I guess that he was hurt doing a commercial for WWE. And then he might miss Mania. Oh, God. And he hurt doing a fucking commercial? That is awful. What is he doing? Wrestling in the commercial like this? Is this like late breaking news that just happened? I got it the other day from. uh, I saw it on WrestleView, and then it was also on the pro wrestling sheet with Ryan Satt. Hmm. What a shame. He, I mean, and SI been, covered it. He's been injury prone for a while, and that's just one of those really unfortunate, like one of those. Well, he's towards things. the end, right? And the, and his size and physicality is catching up to him after these after all these years now. By the way, uh, Kevin Owens refuses to go to Super Showdown because of Sami Zayn, and that's uh, that's some nice loyalty there. I, I absolutely appreciate it. I appreciate that. 
Oh, you know. And Sammy doesn't go because he might get literally murdered. Now, SmackDown's airing as we record, but what I'm hearing is apparently Usos are taking a shot at the Young Bucks saying that they're going to hold a super kick party and everyone's invited. I mean, they've been the WWE super kick party for 10 years, so... And then one of the comments on the thing is like, they're just scared. AEW is the true it factor in wrestling right now. They are better than you and you know it. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm watching neither, so. <laughs> don't know about that. So. Anyways, uh, Crockett Cup happening April 19th at the Gateway Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. Get your tickets if you're in that area. But we're here to talk about. New Japan Pro Wrestling, including Dan's report on the Tiger Hattori retirement ceremony. And you said there was a lot to unpack on this one. Oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so first thing, yeah, Wednesday, Tiger Hattori. Referee and uh, backstage guy worked uh, a lot of getting Gaijin over. And over to Japan and stuff. And- or- Apparently, it's pronounced gay gene, and we're all saying it wrong. And yeah, you know, all your gay shins, and uh. Ooh. Apparently. Uh, apparently, it seems. So, uh, he refereed the last two matches of the show. Uh, the ceremony, and people came out, and Chaos came out, and Colt Cabana was like, oh, we're going out now? And he walks out, and then he realized, oh, wait, this is all chaos. I'm not in chaos. Oh, no. <laughs> I love Colt Cabana. Yana was like, it's okay, it's okay. Just just stand back there. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, they do the thing where, you know, different people come out, and they give them flowers, and they take a picture and stuff. And uh, then it came to the special guests. And your special guests in person, the great Kabuki. It's freaking awesome. Roshi Hase, who doesn't have the mustache anymore and works for part and works in parliament. Hey, weren't we just talking about the great Kabuki on the VIP show? Yes, because he was on that first Starcade. Kabuki. Kabuki. Then out came Keiji Muto, the great Muda. Oh my God. That's awesome. And just when you think that was it, fucking Ricky Choshu shows up. God damn. <laughs> just like, what? And they're like, oh, we have a special video. And it's fucking Tenru. Wow. Man. And they're like, we got one more video, and it was Anoki. That's amazing. It was crazy. Because this guy was just a big force behind the scenes, you know? Not just as a referee. Um, and he also used to be a manager. And he did... He started most of his career over here. Working well, like, in like Florida like, and stuff. Like, even not knowing a lot of history of Japanese wrestling, I still know Tiger Hattori. Like, I still know that name. It's crazy. Like... You don't have. It's crazy. Even if you don't have a lot of history in that in that country, you probably still know that name. 
I mean, I've heard that name forever. And then tomorrow is Nakanishi's. Ah, yes. Which we're probably going to get a lot of late 90s, early 2000s legends coming out for we'll that. We'll talk about that next week. Um, All right, you got some titles. You got some titles to talk about now. I know this isn't even a main tour. This was just one of those ones that's called New Japan Road. On the just road a again? basic house show tour. Yet there were two title defenses yesterday and two title defenses today. So the first one was that Rapongi 3K retained the Junior Tag Champions against the Mega Coaches, which was Rocky and Taguchi. Yes. Uh, they, they were like, Taguchi came out of like last week and was like, hey, let's tag up and face your boys. And they're like, sure. And 3K won. Second successful defense. Their first time they've successfully defended twice. Good. And after that, there was a murder. As Takagi retained against Ishii in a hard-hitting match. I can imagine. I'll have to check that one out. There was one point, because you get the point when Ishii gets into a match, he starts getting angry, he starts chopping people in the throat. There was a part where he threw seven in Takagi's throat, but they weren't even... He threw them like chops, but they were forearms to his throat. Just thud, thud. And they kept pushing Red Shoes out of the way, being like, no, I'm going to kill this guy. (laughs) Oh, Red Shoes. And then this morning, LIJ retained the Never Six Man titles against Colcabana, Toriano, and Ryusuke Taguchi. Previously, Yano had stolen the six man belts from LIJ after a match. And since then, Yano has lost them. He doesn't know where they are. Shortly into the match, they found them under the ring, and they tried to leave with the belts. (laughs) And Red Shoes was like, no, that's not how that works. Freaking Yano and Cabana are like two of the best things going right now. I absolutely love them in it in New Japan. Because they can never decide who to go in first. You go. No, you go. No, you go. No, you go. I'll go. No, I'll go. And then they end up doing like the duck season, rabbit season thing. (laughs) And this time it was with them with Taguchi because they powdered and then the referee starts counting and they're just like, you go in first. All three of them are going back and forth. And then they get to 19 and Taguchi rolls in and the other two just sit back. And they're like, sucker. (laughs) Sucker. I love me some comedy wrestling, especially when it's one match on a super serious show otherwise. Comedy has its place in pro wrestling. I, You either have to balance it the right way or just do the whole damn show comedic like Shikara does. That's one of the many things that I'm like, if it's one match, I'm fine. But if it's like half the matches, I'm not fine. But if it's the whole show, I'm fine again. I know. I kind of feel the same way about it quite a lot of gimmicks like that that is just like it's got to be one or all anyway uh main event this morning heavyweight tag team championship the gorillas of destiny ain't nobody real than a gorilla 
And they lost the tag titles to Ibushi and Tanahashi, Golden Ace, new tag team champions. And as they're celebrating and they got the end of show promo and they're like, hey, should we do a dual air guitar? All of a sudden, the dangerous techers attack. And Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi have claimed their spot and they want to be the tag team champions. They want to save the division. Good stuff. So again, Nakanishi retirement this uh, overnight tonight. Uh, then the uh, anniversary show is in the beginning of March, and then it's all the rest of March is New Japan Cup. All right, thank you, New Japan. Actually, one other thing: a lot of juniors are firing up this year about trying to bridge the gap between them and the heavyweights. Like, a lot of guys have been talking about it and oh, doing really? it probably because Takagi's doing so well. Oh. Last year, there was there was juniors in the New Japan Cup and in the G1. So, I think we might see a juniors revolution or something this year. It should be kind of cool. All right. Sounds good. <clears throat> so we do have a couple of questions for this week's show. Going to answer them real quick here from listener Matt Hardman, also of the Race Nerd podcast, as previously mentioned. Do you think Vince will give a fair shake to all of the high-profile NXT talent that are rumored to have headline mania slots, or do you think he'll bury them since NXT is not necessarily his creation? 100% uh, Rhea Ripley's losing to Charlotte Flair. I'm going to say no, he's not just going to bury people. I mean, they, he had NXT win Survivor Series. Yeah, I think Survivor Series should be your, your main indication there that that's, that's not going to be the case. Um, and again, they would have nine times out of ten, they had SmackDown beat Raw, and Vince McMahon was still like SmackDown's fucking B-show. Well, you can you can lose and still be over if you're booked properly. I think we've everybody knows that. Well, it's just supposedly having a big spot other than Rhea Ripley. I mean, Shayna Baszler. She'll probably face Becky. Yeah, but she's not NXT anymore. If yeah, I guess if she's officially called up, then. Um. But here's the thing: Vince knows what he wants. But he's not always necessarily involved with the hands-on putting together of the match. You know, that's what the agents are for. And if it's Mania, they're not just going to bury people at Mania. Because they've tried to bury people at Mania, and the Yes Movement happened. <laughs> so, well, that was supposed to be for Sheamus. Yeah, well, how'd that work out for you? No, i say that's unlikely. Yeah, I don't see Charlotte uh, winning either because I think that honestly at this point, I mean, Charlotte, I think, is at the point where she's so good and she's so over that I think that she could afford to go and lose to Rhea Ripley. I mean, I don't think it would be good for Rhea to lose, especially when you're trying to build her up to be that next star. I mean, I think Charlotte's at that point to where she can start going and sort of uh, passing things along or – I would think, you know, maybe she could go and just uh, 
use the time now to give back and start making new stars. That way she has more talent or that way the women's roster has more talent to oppose off of, if that makes sense. You can always go back to Charlotte. You can always bring in Charlotte to do a program. So there's, yeah, like you said, that's a good spot for her to be in. It's kind of like what they've honestly been doing with Roman Reigns for the past couple years. You know, every now and again, they're just like... Last year, like almost exactly. (laughs) Yeah. He hasn't been in the title picture because he hasn't really needed to be. And they, uh... But they use him. They put people with him and they elevate those people because even if he beats them, they still have convincing matches with them. And I think that one of the things that I think a lot of people don't really look at Roman and Charlotte as are really good workers with good work rates. I mean, they can go out there and consistently have good match after good match after good match. And I, and I know that's, that was one of the reasons why I think Charlotte was in last year is so that way she could go and lay out that match and make it go as well as it did at WrestleMania. Well, yeah, Rhonda had gotten a lot better, but she still wasn't a ring. She wasn't going to be a ring general with Charlotte and Becky there. That's one of the reasons that match was so phenomenal. They helped lead the match. That was a that was a big thing. The other big thing with uh, with Charlotte and Roman, like you said, Charlotte's a fantastic worker. We've known that all the horsewomen were fantastic workers. They were standouts. That's why they bonded together. But uh, but yeah, and I've said this before on the show. Roman does not get enough credit for being a good worker because people don't focus on that. They they're like, oh, he's a bad wrestler. He's not. He's not a great wrestler, but he's a great worker. There's a difference. You know who else wasn't a great wrestler? Stone Cold Steve Austin during the Attitude Era. But you know what he, he knew was. How to he do? was fantastic before his neck injury. Right. But you know what he knew how to do? He knew how to work. He knew how to work a mat. You know who was never a great wrestler, but was one of the best workers of all time? Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant knew how to work a match that made sense where his strength was an attraction and could put people over even if he was beating them. And that was one of the things that I think kind of got bad with the presentation with Hogan too, because New Japan Hogan and Hogan overseas could actually work and do more than the strongman style that he was given to do in the United States. Yeah, but that's also, again, that goes with Vince. Now, a perfect example, somebody who could never wrestle and could never work would be Warrior. Warrior always was the shits. It was the cult of personality. His promos were interesting, but they were the shits. (laughs) So, and you know who was a great wrestler and a great worker and was a cult of personality? Macho Man Randy Friggin' Savage. And Rowdy Roddy Freakin' Piper. But I think we all knew that. All right, got one more question here I want to answer this week from Will Mann. Will Vince McMahon ever give the reins of Raw and SmackDown to Hunter, seeing as NXT is doing far better than the main roster? Well, yes, because one day Vince McMahon is going to die. And yes, Hunter will definitely take over. Or have a major health scare. One day he's going to be forced to step down whether he wants to or not. And honestly, he doesn't need to do it anymore. The guy's a billionaire. He literally can just sit on his ass for the rest of his life and do nothing. 
and he will never have to worry about a thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a ship that steers itself at this point, by this point. Basically, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to happen. I, I know the, the I know what Will's asking here with his question is basically like Vince to turn around and be like, you're doing such a great job, you need to take over the show too. And yeah, that's, that's that is not going to happen. It's going to be, I'm going to have a heart attack and die if I don't. But, to, <laughs> but then another thing I kind of wanted to go with along with this is that, you know, I mean, even if you do have Vince step out and you let Triple H get in there, um, I still think with the way that the writing is, unless they do something fundamentally different to go and change the writing, I mean, I don't think the product would really change that much either, unless Triple H would be able to go and bring in his own writing team to go and have them do all of the long-term story arcs and what have you. No, I think it's the... the... I think just having Vince not there is going to fix that. <laughs> He's the big white filter at the end of the cigarette. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, he's definitely not going to give up the reins, but. Roman reins. Yeah. yeah. But uh, at the same time. Jordan. I have definitely seen moments of Hunter's influence on uh, on other shows other than just NXT. So, you know, there's something to be said there. But we shall see. The future, the future holds. I would like to give a special thank you to our patrons, including Mr. Moyer, who has been kind enough to join us this week while Glenn is out, as well as Glenn. That guy. As well as Jeff Trelowitz, Jay Winger, and Adrian Cotton, you guys make this show possible. This week's VIP show will be an extensive review of NXT TakeOver Portland with uh, our take on watching it on television and Randy Moyer's live report as he was there in person to enjoy the action. We are also going to book our very own New Japan Pro Wrestling Invasion of WWE. How we would bring people in, who we'd have them face, and what the ultimate goal will be. We had previously booked a, most of a show for that. Yes. But this is talking about how are we going to get it started. We're going to get an and invasion we're, we're gonna go going. To get there. Exactly. We're going to get an invasion going. That's going to be on this week's VIP show. But Mr. Uh, Daniel Peck here is your point czar this week. And Dan, it's time to play a little points or consequences. How what you is it? How you feeling? You feeling good? You feeling? Feel do you adequately f- prepared? <laughs> do you feel generous? I don't know. Well, we shall see. These I are... am in a media mood, so ah, could go either way. We're happy. I'm like just... a bisexual. Thank you, Ted. That was the joke. That was the joke. Thank you. All right, so this week, these are things that you can say in wrestling that you cannot necessarily say in the bedroom. I mean, you obviously could, but there would be severe consequences, most likely. Most likely. Now, I'm just going to say this right now. This is not even my entry. Uh, But there is one that made me audibly laugh out loud to the point where I said, if this doesn't at least get an earmark, then I might have to just slap Dan. Because it was so... I'll be sure to give it zero points. (laughs) I, I audibly snorted when I read this, so... I will reveal what that is down the line. But are you ready? You ready to hear these things? Center myself. 
center yourself. Okay. Oh. <clears throat> All right. Our first thing that you can say in wrestling, but not necessarily in the bedroom, is this contest is set for one fall with a 10 minute time limit. <laughs> Turns out you only needed two. <laughs> two minutes in heaven is better than one minute in heaven. My coworker, who's absolutely in love with, uh, well, first it was Mandy Rose, then it was Alexa Bliss, now it's Liv Morgan. It's whichever blonde he's feeling this week. Uh, <laughs> he's like, I would do dirty things to that young woman. I'm like, those would be the happiest 20 seconds of your life, right? He goes, absolutely. <laughs> Make love for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Plus it's set for one fall, which means one finish. Oh yeah, that's uh that's selfish. I need to go. To, I need to take a nap. Oh uh, yeah, that's points. <laughs> that was that's points where there would be consequences. <laughs> that's kind of what we're going for this time. All right, here's your next one. Tonight on pay per view, it's great balls of fire. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> what it do? What it do? Oh my! You might want to get oh that looked my. at. Points. The greatest balls of fire. Indeed. The Saudi show. Ugh. Greatest balls of fire. He's inadequately endowed to face a beast of that magnitude. Jesus. What? He's inadequately He's endowed. inadequately endowed to face a beast of that magnitude. <laughs> I don't even think that's appropriate in wrestling. <laughs> Dang, how do I feel about that injury? I do not know. I do not know. Fifty, I guess. All right, fifty it is. This like, is I don't a... even know if anyone would say that in wrestling. <laughs> I got what they were going for, though. <laughs> <clears throat> this is a Falls Count Anywhere Iron Man contest. So out, you tapped out at two minutes and just stopped wrestling. <laughs> It's a two-minute Iron Man, man. <laughs> How many falls in two minutes? Jeez. Five. I don't think I could... I don't think I could mix that many batches in two minutes. Can you mix one on the first and two on the second? No. Three on the third? But by the twelfth day, you're not even operating on full bars. You just got to wake up, hammer on it, take a nap. There are too many variables. First thing, you want to diet that's high in protein, like oatmeal, poultry. <laughs> I just love the way he says poultry. Poultry. Y'all should be watching Letter Kenny. Hydration is important. Yo, you got to stay hydrated. You should always stay hydrated. <laughs> Could you make it to 31? 
Yep. So your vote is? Point. Point it is. All right. This one's a quote. You're a boy, and I'm a man, and I'm going to love manhandling you. Chris Hansen's going to need you to take a seat. (laughs) Right over here. Have a seat right over here. Uh, I don't even know, like, man. Manhandle. Handle that man. I see us at points. All right, there you go. Very reluctant points, but there's points nonetheless. All right. Next one. Wait, what's Hornswoggle doing under there? Oh, my God. It's her pussy troll. It's it's pillow pants. Oh, pillow pants. I mean, everybody knows that, Randall. Elias. One (laughs) ring to rule them all. Uh, Points to Hornswoggle. Okay. I thought you just said points. Good. Okay. And then he was like points two, and I was like, "What?" And then you said horns so hard along. Oh my! All right, here's your next one. For the benefit of those with flash photography. <laughs> Five second pose. That's an earmark. Nice. I'm not going to blow the spot on that earmark. Not yet. All right, here's your next one. 30 men will enter. 10 will enter? 30 men will enter. Two men enter, one man leaves. God damn. Meltzer's going to give this five stars. Point. Let's get this contract signed. What? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's seal this deal. (laughs) Point. Next one. Small package. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you get there with a small package. Indeed. <laughs> Next one. Let me in. Oh, uh, of course. Let's <laughs> not get creepy. In the bedroom, shall we? That's some role-playing right there. You get some points. And now we're at the chase, O-N-Z. First up. S-A-W-F-T. Soft. Damn, we not want that. (laughs) It's business time. 
Don't want to be soft when it's business time, do you? Soft, you're sloppy. She's not calling you poppy. Nope. Points. Indeed. Next one. Joe is gonna kill you. What? Is love gone? Samoan love gun. Points where Joe is gonna kill you. <laughs> Brother, I knew you'd come. That is no thank you. It's definitely inappropriate in the bedroom, so that's definitely what qualifies. So that's definitely points. God. Penultimate entry. Rest in peace. A killer with your dick? Killer with a dick. Deep dicking. A deep dicking. Death by deep dick. And your final entry. Who's the lady on the pole? (laughs) What? (laughs) Got a pole installed in your bedroom? You creep. Points. And there you have it. Well, could have been a forklift. Could have been. That's what I was thinking. Judy Bagwell, Judy Bagwell on a forklift. Well, you had one earmark, so yeah. by by default that wins. And now I will go ahead and blow the spot and allow the winner to take this bow. You're welcome. That was not the one that popped me. The one that popped me was thirty men will enter, but that was a very good. Uh, a very good game. And Dan, I have just pasted in our Discord chat who all of the entries were, so you can see how you how you scored. Although, as you can tell, everybody did quite well in this game. A lot of... Uh, everybody got something this time. And now you see who everyone is, and you'll notice that of all the times for Jason Shin to not play... He missed out on the this sex game. game. What the fuck? I know. But yes. That dude loves to fuck. Well, guys, that's going to wrap up the free edition of Club Cafe Wrestle Talk. You can check out the VIP edition. Hear us talk about NXT TakeOver Portland by becoming a patron for only five buckaroos a month. You get unlimited access to all of our exclusive content. And as requested, there will be more patron-exclusive content coming so we can get those numbers up. And the patrons can tell me what they want to hear. Also, on the agenda coming soon, a special roundtable discussion that I have planned. I ran it by our patrons to get the opinion. They agree that they would approve of it. We are going to... Find a way to have an AEW versus WWE discussion by bringing on fans. 
not necessarily people who you might be familiar with in our community. I'm going to really scour and find some people for this debate. Uh, the worker, however, might be somebody that you know. Because I'm going to have an AEW fan, an AEW detractor, somebody who's thoroughly enjoying both, and a worker to fact check when they say stuff like, this person can't work. And the worker might be somebody who I've never featured on before. I'm going to go for somebody who really knows their stuff. Mm. So that could be very interesting for everyone involved. And no, it's not going to be anybody who works for either of those companies, because holy crap. So, but yes, that's what's happening. So make sure you check out the VIP show. Randy, thank you very much for filling in for Mr. Glenn while he was out. And of course, you get to hear Randy one more time if you're a patron. So he can review Portland from the stands. Till next time. Hurting me, Randy. <laughs> Till next time, we'll catch you on another edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk. We are out. Later.